Yeah, probably is. I am. Got a room in here? You can actually get into it. Find it for yourself and leave. This is what I'm saying. They begin to listen in astonishment. They don't know what to say now. This is when they do. When they do say something, it astonishes me. <laughs> so I got a big statue of Satan in my living room, and I, I make people that's up in the band bow to it and whip them to, to the street. <laughs> that's what they said. That's one thing they said. And then they say I got a, another altar to them down, down in the basement. And I make them, I beat them. <laughs> that's why they stayed with me so long, so they're afraid to leave. And I got this big statue, and this altar sitting down in my basement. When you tell them to come black folks, and then when you tell them to come by the sea, then they refuse. <laughs> they refuse to come by. But since they haven't ever been in the house, how could they know what's in there? Yeah, we kept that because it made it more difficult for me to, to hear things and to develop my ear. I knew some of the people that knew you, Mr. Child, Bill Lacey, remember him? Mm, play guitar. Yeah, right. Is he still alive? I don't know. I, I, I lost all contact with people because I, I was doing something with uh, with the creator, and then and then uh, he don't have he don't have no diplomatic relationship with black people at all. So then I had to cut off from them. They they haven't been in contact with him a long time. They used to be, but then they they got so they got disobedient. And when they did that, he just told them uh, he made the law against the law for a black man to do anything right and catch him doing right, he punish him because when he wanted to do right, they wouldn't. And now they want to do right, and they get punished. Until he changed that setup, you got the many black men in jail who trying to do right. You got the many of them poor, begging for bread, trying to do right. It's against the law. Like somebody just tell me in San Francisco, they had a big funeral for a man who had never done nothing but wrong. <laughs> they had, had, had a big horse, big horse and everything. They honored him because he made it. He did more wrong than anybody else, and they honored him. Poor black man, he do something right. He might have one car following him, if at all. That's usually police cars. It's serious business. So, you know, you're from the old days, you used to pass some poetry out on the street. I was passing them. And you had a history of black folks. You you type it up, print it up yourself. And I guess so. That's not trying to get them to see there are some other forms of wisdom that they don't know about. You were the forerunner for the uh, paper Muhammad Speaks. That's where they got the idea from. They stole my idea. That's right. That's right. And they, they jumped it. out there, and uh, they, they had all that money behind them, all those people. And then they failed. Because the way this is set up, nobody can be successful if they're black unless the creator send them. And then when you send one, really send the one, the whole world gonna bow. The whole world. Because that's where he got it fit. He did so many bad things to black folks until if he balanced the books, 
what can happen for them is so splendid and unspeakable. But he got the bounce for Bucci, man. But everything happened to them was so bad, it's unspeakable. I'm telling you, some things happen to black folks. It just, like I was reading a, a book on slavery, it said this, uh, this woman was a slave, and she was she prepared breakfast for her master. He had some people visiting and everything. All at once he told her, this toast is too, too dark. And he took his gun out and shot and killed him. Things like that, that happened to slave. And I, I, it's a big book that I had one in Chicago. It had all these incidents in there. Incredible. It had one incident in there where some musicians, some people, they wanted to have a, a dance, all the different plantations. So they selected their different slaves and they said, well, now you want you to play this dance deck tonight. They had never had a horn in their mouth, in their hand. The master said, now, they dress them all up. You play for us. You see, it's in circumstances like that. So then, they played. They never did understand how they could play those instruments. They played the whole dance and shocked them. <coughs> but I know it happened because in Chicago, I was talking to a quartet, black quartet, and they was doing these rhythm and blues and things like that. So I said, why don't you do something else instead of just this kind of music? Well, they said, well, we can do something else. I said, well, we'll sing that for a minute. So they sang, they sang a song about Egypt. They sang a song about the pyramids and the sands, the burning sands. They sang the whole song. I was sitting there astonished what they were singing. Hamna was all everything. The next day I said, well, this song that you sang last night about the pyramids and everything, that's the one you should record. They said, what song? We don't know nothing like that. <laughs> they said, we, we never heard of We can't sing nothing but rock. But they sang that song for me. So therefore, there are times when the creator just takes over. Bam. That's it. Yeah, we used to be running around and trying to understand what you were playing. We loved it, but we didn't know what mm -hmm. it was. You used to come over to Chicago, teach us college, and put on concerts. Mm -hmm. You had two drummers when two drummers weren't heard of. You had the electric piano that everybody plays now, but you mm -hmm. had it 10 or 15 years before anybody else. I had the first one. That's right. And I would pass out the time I. The dead's getting ready, the white man's getting ready to go to the moon, and he's going further than that. And then they were saying, well, no. Uh, a black minister told me, the Bible don't say nothing about that. I said, well, I'm saying it. <laughs> I'm saying it. They going to the moon, they preparing everything, they're not telling you about it, and then they going further than that. And, and, and you see, they've been going out there, going out there, How you doing? going out there. Until last year, I told them, well, now, Earth belongs to you. When you started going up there, that's my territory. <laughs> and you going up there without permission. <laughs> so I told them, you going up there without permission, you will be stopped. You're not going up there until everything, everything I do on this planet, I have to be asking permission and bound to your law. Now, my law is don't go up there. This is yours. That's mine. The creator says mine up there. You're in my territory. So America can't go up there now. You know, it could be consonant. I noticed they can't go up there.
They keep every time they send something up, it explodes now. And of course, it's on record that I said that. Because the creator told me that. He said, uh, I was up in Harlem one day, and a black teenager came up and told me, he said, Hi, Sun Ra, I'm God. And right in front of some more black people, I said, Well, good evening, God. You mean to tell me? You show up to see me in front of all these, I don't care about these people. You, that's what I like about you, that don't care how I show up to you, you always know me, and you treat me nice. They, they, but they, uh, I said, what you gonna do with these people? They, they have their revolution, and they dissatisfied the system and everything. What you gonna do with them? He said, I'm gonna kill them. I said, why are you gonna kill them? He said, I don't know nothing else to do with them. That's what God told me, he said, I don't know nothing else to do with them. So there's a black man sitting, another black man sitting on the floor. He said, y'all sitting up here talking things like God and all that, and I'm sitting up here starving. I've been walking the street as a 50 cents just gave me a fish sandwich. And y'all sitting up here talking about God, I'm sitting up here starving, and nobody will help me. I said, see, God, man's hungry. He said, let him starve. I said, you mean to tell me you made man? He said, yeah, let him starve. I'm not going to give him nothing. So I told the man, well, I would help you, but I don't want to displease God. He made you, and he don't want to feed you. I'm not going to get over into it. I couldn't even give you no money in his name. Because he said he doesn't care about you. So you see, I'm really stopped, and I'm sympathetic. I want to help you. I don't want to displease God. But I said, I tell you, one th- it's one thing I could do. Lucifer ain't got nothing on his record. His folks don't never say nothing good about him. Now, I give you some money in his name, so he has something good on his record. And then God said, you wouldn't dare. The man ain't gonna take it. I said, you think not? So I told the man, look, God will help you, so I'm gonna give you this money in Lucifer's name, so he had at least one something on his record that he did good. Uh, so I gave man money, and then God said, you should be ashamed of yourself. You bought this man's soul for a fish sandwich. The man said, I don't know who he is, where he come from. I don't know number one thing. I was hungry, and he fed me. God said, see that? Look what you did to this man. The man said, I'm going to buy my fish sandwich now. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what happened to me. So, you know, a lot of time, a lot of time, a lot of time I've had conversations with God. And he said it. Black folks, right, right, I was in the hotel Teresa, and this this waitress dropped a, uh, a spoon down in the dishwasher. She said, oh, Lord. She dropped a knife on the floor. She said, oh, Lord. So I, I told Pat she's not feeling too well this morning. About the fourth time she said, oh, Lord, a black man walked in the door and said, yes. She said, I didn't say nothing to you. I said, oh, Lord. He said, I'm your Lord. He said, you people are always calling my name. You're the best on the planet. Call my name. And every time I ask you what you want, you come up with something trivial and insignificant. Now, now why did you call my name this time? She said, well, I want to know how come black people have such a hard way to go. We know worse than the rest of the nation. They be doing all kinds of things, and they still got things. And we, don't, we get some money. Something happens to the family. The money got to go. We end up broke all the time, and they rich. They got all kinds. Why do does they have to have us? He said, well, it's because I, the Lord, watch over you people for evil. Every time I think one of you getting on your feet, I'd cause something to happen where it'd be disastrous. I'm doing that. 
I said, why are you going to do that to us? I said, because you people broke my law a long time ago. I do not like for anyone to break my law. You people broke it. And ever since then, I've been doing bad things to you. She said, well, how long are you going to do this to us? He said, well, you people live in the realm of time. Out of the law, I'm eternal. I do not live in the realm of time. You people live over there, and I don't go by what you call time. I'm going to keep on doing them things to you till I get tired. And then when I get tired, I'm going to turn and do things for you that's going to make every nation on the face of the earth jealous. But right now, I'm still angry because y'all broke my law. And that happened to me. But see, if she'd asked, what law did we break? She didn't ask that. Because, you know, it's asking the shepherd. If she'd have just asked, what law did we break? We'd know the whole thing. In Chicago, I was riding on a cab one day. I said, you know, the trouble is black people, they worship the wrong God. He said, no, they're not. They worship the right God. They call him by the wrong name. They call him, if I had asked, what name are they supposed to call him by? But I didn't ask. So you have to ask, you see. If you ask, it will be given. But sometimes, it's so shocking what you hear, you don't, you don't go in the problem. And then it's God say, yeah, but somehow I just own this one planet. That's all I got. All that's out there is yours. I said, really? He said, yeah. All that's up. But this here is mine. And I had, in Philadelphia, I had a phone call. Get the phone up. The voice said, I'm, I'm the God of all the earth. And you know, I've been trying to get, I can go anywhere. And I was trying to get in your house. What if you got in that house that I can't get in? I can't even get in the door. I can ask to travel. I can go anywhere but one place in your house. What do you have in there that keeps me out? He said, now, I signed decided to call you up on the phone. Now, through the phone, I can see something on your wall. What's that up there? I said, that's a scepter that somebody from Dahomey gave me. It, it means uh, the king of the universe. He said, that's what I want. Can I have it? And, and uh, I said, no. They told me not to let anybody touch it. He said, well, you can put it in some paper or something. I said, no, no. They told me not to let it, so you can't have it. He said, well, I'm going to demonstrate to you that I'm the God of all earth. I'm going to speak some Chinese. Then I'm going to sing Chinese to you to show you it's authentic. And he did. I'm going to speak some Japanese. I'm going to sing the scale, Japanese scale. I'm going to speak some Russian to you, and I'm going to sing in Russia to you. And he's saying about 50 different languages. Say, See, I'm the God of all earth. I know all languages. Say, but one thing, now my people are not as developed as yours. You, you've advanced tremendously, and you're ready at the stage where you can take your people off the planet. And mine haven't even learned how to levitate yet. But you you know, you reach the stage, you got that music. You keep on, you have your people, they ain't listening now, but they, you could just, once Mr. Sucking Player says, they'd be somewhere else. And now I want my people to learn something too. And can, can you help me? Well, I said, well, everything I do is done equational. And I can give you a few equations that you might. So he said, you know, uh, I got my cat here beside me. My cat is a vegetarian, and uh, uh, it's a nice cat. We let me feed it. And then uh, I started saying these equations. He said, stop, stop. 
My cat is levitating. I'll call you some other time. These equations. Bam, bam. I don't know nothing but equations. And you know, I didn't know what was happening, so these equations, bam, bam, bam. That is, is what black people have to do, is to take words from my people and return to me. Word by word by word, you put it together, that's the answer. See, because they, somebody put these words together wrong. You know, it's just like where you in chemistry. You put these chemicals together. Now, you could cause an explosion, and the words are like that, too. You put these words together, so they become deadly. Somebody put words together that's killing man. Somebody put words together that cause death to be a power on this planet. And you get the words, you take these words, you put them together the right way, and the impossible will happen right before your eyes. That's what the creator way you know. Put, them, put these words together right. Take words, put them together. That's what I've been doing. But when I look at black folks now, I don't want them, so I'm, I'm having trouble out the creator. He said, keep on, keep on doing what you're doing. I said, I don't want them. They ain't right, you know. They're not spiritual. I thought they were spiritual people. They're not spiritual. They're hypocrites. So I got a problem, you know. The creator be trying to tell So you're not tempting me to get over there talking about black folks. They're in a bad condition. They tell lies. They hurt each other. They don't love each other. I didn't know they were like that. You fooled me like they were spiritual people. And I found out they're not. It's a problem. In fact, I, in Germany, Switzerland the last time I went through there, there was a horse over there eating some grass. This horse, all at once I realized, this horse had a soul. So I'm in a very few minutes. And then went a little further, and saw another horse on the left-hand side. He was over there quietly eating. He had a soul, too. Then I saw another horse about a mile from now was with a woman. And, and, and this horse, I saw three horses that had souls that men should have. And I was utterly amazed. They had souls. And I meet some men. Now, who don't have souls, they nothing but big old emptiness. Black ones, too. Empty. And then the bad part about it, if I'm on the street or something, they're head for me. <laughs> they get, they get, directly, I saw one just now. He had three children with him and a woman, and he was on the corner, way over there. I was sitting in the car saying, he gonna come over here where I am. Sure enough, he did. I said, prepare. He's going to come over here. And he headed right over there for me. And sure enough, he was talking about he was broke and hungry. And, and Ronald said, well, you know, uh, you see these lights and tag on this car? We from Philadelphia. I said, Ronald, that ain't got nothing to do with it. Uh, the man might be telling a lie, but uh, the creator be tech checking me out and testing me out. So you, you have to let the man have some money. He might be the biggest phony, but you have to have, <laughs> you, you have to, you have to be your true self. My true self would not refuse a person to say they're hungry. Yeah. So I gave the man a dollar. And then, uh, well, you know, you just be tested out. When did you leave Chicago? Did you go to Philadelphia? Well, I didn't leave. I, went, I, went, I left Chicago to, to, to play two weeks in Canada and come back. And uh -huh. ended up moving. But uh, I came back to New York and. Uh, a taxi hit the car and knocked it out of line, so I didn't have no transportation to come back. 
Sonny Rollins told me to stay there, mm-hmm. and others told me to stay there. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and uh, I said, I don't have any money to stay in New York. A black woman who's a lawyer from Chicago said, well, how much would it take for you to stay here? Mm-hmm. I said something like, but until I get myself together, $500 or something. She told her, I'm writing out a check for $500. She said, why are you doing that? I have to. If you go back to Chicago, the world won't know nothing about it. They should know, so stay in New York. And that's what happened. She gave, she wrote out the check and gave it to me. And then she gave a big party, invited all the lawyers and the judges in New York to come to the party. And uh, that's what happened. I don't even know her name. Nothing. She didn't, she didn't lend me the money. She gave it to me. So I stayed in New York. And then I went on to fight this battle in New York. Because they always be against musicians from another city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then they, they, New Yorkers, you have to be sincere. So the first thing they'll do, they'll have you play in the village. And they're not going to pay you. You have to take up collection. Now, if you're proud, you're not going to do that. So that's the first thing they see if you're proud. So we played. Yeah. Yeah. We got food and we got... $20 a night, and uh, we stayed there and played. It wasn't about the money. And they see that you're really an artist, you're sincere. Then they'll do something for you. Mm-hmm. So I, I passed that test, and I kept on moving. And I played in the parks free. I played a lot of places mm-hmm. all over New York. I played in Harlem free. It wasn't about the money. Mm-hmm. Fellas right with me. They right there with me. And they stayed, whether they're making money or they weren't. And they, they actually have demonstrated to the world of men that they could be together without the thought of money being predominant. And that is something good on the record of men everywhere on this planet. That you got some people together, they've been together for 35 years almost, wasn't about the money. It wasn't about the religion either. It wasn't about going to heaven. So then, uh, what is it about? So all the men on the planet got to study, what is it about? Because they never faced anything like this before. But black people, they be together. They always go for the money or they did this or that. They don't stick together. Even when they get up there, it'd be some... Like a fellow told me, he played with Duke Ellison, and he got in there, wasn't nobody in the band speaking to one another. Is that right? Because I told him, look, Duke had a hard time with them prima donna, and and he could have done much, much more than he did if it hadn't been for over in that band. He said, right. Yeah. Some of them hadn't spoken to each other for 15 years now. What? In Duke's band. I said, now you see, that made... It's very bad for him because he never fired anybody. Yeah, yeah. So that it was, he helping them ride in the bus, silence. <laughs> and with all that beauty he had to offer, he had to go through all of that. Is that amazing? I didn't it know. is. Like he had one drummer that would periodically disappear and go down the skid row, be down there with them people. And then he'd be down there for a while. Duke get ready to go to Europe or something, he show up there, I put all dressed up, bam, Duke would take him. <laughs> he had yeah, to go through all that. He, he really um, saw them having things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he, he, he wrote some beautiful things, but uh, if they was all that mad with one another, how could they really interpret the music the yeah, way, the way he wanted? Yeah, but he took care of them. Yeah. I doubt whether... Well, most of them were his friends, because 
uh, at the hospital, I had one of my friends to personally look out after him. I said, now, you take care of Duke. He's an intern now. You watch over. Because he don't have any friends. And, and uh, he's all alone. And take care of him. So he did. He stayed right there. And he watched over. And he told me, you're right. He said the relatives was discussing who's going to get this, who's going to get that. And Duke playing up there. Uh, the oxygen tent. And they didn't seem to to care. Isn't that tough? But he said I was right. Wow. I said, yeah, he was friendless. I remember Neil Lacey said that when you were a kid, you used to go in the in the movies with the score sheets and write the score while the movie was being played. Is that true? Well, I was, you know, you I had, I had, I had to get, coming, coming I had up. to get my ear together, you know. <laughs> so I had to do it the hard way because now, and you come I, out with a note for note. He said. Now I can hear things. I mean, when I hear something, that mm-hmm. it's all very simple. When I hear mm-hmm. uh, a record. I hear every part in the band. Yeah. I can hear the drum. I can hear the piano because my ears developed the hard way. When that group I had that like that for a long time yeah. because I preferred it instead of the electricity because I would have to. My ear had to be terrific to hear what, everything in there. But it was on a different speed, though, wasn't it? Yeah, sometimes I'd have speed. a fast speed and I write it yeah. off that way too. You'd have a '78 uh, record on a '16 speed or '45 or whatever. Change. I change. I change everything up and then this way I'm, I'm fairly developed uh, for sound yeah. and this way by me of being so directly developed I can tune in on the creator's uh, vibrations because my ears cut on all vibrations so just mm-hmm. tune in and I don't stay there too long because he's mad with, this, <laughs> mad with this planet and I can't I just stand I ain't standing so long and I have to tune out because I'd be so evil I hate me I'm telling you, if people knew how the creator felt about them, they would just stop everything they're doing. Thoroughly displeased. Now, Henry, he's displeased with that. The, the main thing about it, they're self-destruct. He didn't make them to be like that. Yeah. So they, they were in the self-destruct thing. Yeah. Yeah. They always end up dead. Yeah. And when they, when they end up dead, it looks like the creator can't make anybody that can live. Yeah. It looks like he made something that's temporary. Jeez. And he's eternal. So that's what, that's basically what he's angry about. They, they, they open this, uh, this self-destruct, limited thing, and the creator is so great that and no man has ever said um, the proper words. Mm-hmm. The closest, to in the East, they said the closest man came to uh, saying something about the creator that was nicest when he showed up. And, and in all the beauty and glory, and man was starving and shocked. He was so shocked. All he could say was, ah. Mm. Couldn't say nothing else. And that's when you got Allah. Ah. You got that ah over in there. Because that, that is the expression of delight. Extreme delight and pleasure. And even today, they say, ah. See, and that's what, he, that's what the man said. But it can be spelled A-H. You got on Jehovah, you see, ah, and it can be spelled A-R. But they are backwards, right, you see, because they are backwards. And uh, you, you have to deal deal with that, with that ah and that ra. And uh, 
in ancient Egypt, that's what the black man was dealing with. And everything was all right till one day they had some other items about religion and they erased the name Ra from one of the temples. And then the folks of Ra came out and erased their identity. And they still were tired of yellow mirror. They made a mistake. When they raised that off that temple, bam, then the folks of Rock came raised that bam. So they reap what they sow, you know. And now they don't even know who they are because they erased the name that they shouldn't have never have touched. And then now, here they are over here without identity, really. The true identity. And they got to find that way now to say back to where their ancestors were. What were they worshiping? They got to go back there. And, 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 and when they find that out, the world going to stand up and recognize them. Not, not until. Not until the world was going to get back and they're not going to treat them as servants anymore. They're not going to treat them in a disgraceful manner. They will honor them because the fact they know it's impossible for them to find who they are that's the creator. Good. And they know they get scared. They saw what happened to the black men. So they don't want that to happen to them. Nobody wants to have what happened to black people here. It's a lesson to every nation on the face of the earth. Don't make a mistake. And when they look at the black people, they shudder. It's not that color. They say they get scared. I don't blame them. I'm getting scared myself. <laughs> Sometimes I get scared and want to run when I see it, but I say, they, 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 they're not progressing uh, financially, um, spiritually, and I see it. 